Welcome to the Life Refresh Podcast. My name is Ryan Robinson. And if you are looking for a podcast that is designed to uplift, encourage, and revive your heart, mind, and spirit, you're in the right place. Welcome to the journey of becoming the version of you God designed from the foundations of the earth. Now, let's begin. Welcome back to Life Refresh Podcast. This is your host, Ryan Robinson. It's been a long time. Um, I want to go ahead. I'm going to jump right into the content today. Um, I think it's really, really good. I think we left off um, at part two talking about the meaning of relationships. And um, I want to really, at this point, get to one of the pivotal, actually the easiest level of relationship uh in this case which is the multitude the multitude um it is actually the largest and actually the safest kind of relationship you can have period point blank um let me give you an example of this um many of us are fans of an artist fans of a television show and they're the lead stars of those television shows and essentially what happens is they have created what we call a following okay uh, a following and these individuals that follow this particular individual are a part of this multitude because they've seen one facet of an individual Okay, they follow them for the level of creativity they've seen, the content that they deliver, the music that they release. There is something tangible that there's uh, that we relate to. We may not relate to them on a personal level, but what they talk about relates to us in a personal level. So we actually have some kind of need from from these these folks um, or they've given us language for things that we feel inside. It's kind of like, um, uh, I think everyone has a heartbreak song, a song that a boy or a girl broke up to you on. And you just listen to that song. And I'm like, man, they put into words what I was feeling. And they, you become a lifelong fan. Okay. Those are instances that make you a fan followings, fans, there are certain things that we want from these individuals because they do something for us. Perfect example. Jesus was in a crowd of individuals and he had a following. He had a following. And the thing is, there are moments in time where Jesus was just all people needed from Jesus or wanted from Jesus was a word, a healing, a miracle. They wanted something from him. Some of them, there might have been a case where someone's heart was uh, postured correctly or they had a lot of faith to push through the multitude, uh, like the woman with the issue of blood, to get to the hem and uh, touch the hem of, of Jesus' garment to receive a healing. Uh, and, and the Bible says that when the woman touched the hem of his garment, it says that she was immediately healed. And Jesus says, who, who touched me? And the disciples are like, Jesus, we're in a crowd of people. Everybody's touching you <laughs> or bumping into you. Uh, but this particular woman in this case drew faith from him. Uh, 
and essentially was be was able to be healed from her infirmity. So the thing is, there is a situation by which crowds only can they can get close to you, but they can't get in front of you because they don't have a deeper relationship or a deeper connection that relates and actually pulls upon the relationship. That's why it's so easy for us to be fans. There's no risk involved. If they mess up, it's on them. We're mad at them. They can't get mad at us. It's easy for us to throw darts at them, but really hard for them to throw darts back at us because why? They don't know us on an individual basis. I'm sure there are fans that are um, that are our closer friends uh, that are those who have a voice in those individuals lives. Those are easier to manage because they're close in proximity. But the thing about relationship is the further away it is, the safer it is. But the closer you get to it, the more dangerous, the more vulnerable you become in it. That's why you can't have too many people in your in your view um it's difficult for many of us because a lot of times we share personal items and think that's what social media does it gives us a full view of followers that may not necessarily care about who we are as person personally they may maybe may or may not be, but they initially followed us because there was something that they got from us that fed them. And, you know, it's dangerous when you fall into the 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 fold of the following or the multitude because you can be enamored very quickly because just as quickly as you get a fan, you can lose a fan, too. I'm going to say that again. As quickly as you can gain a fan, you can lose one. Celebrities do it all the time. <laughs> they lose a fan because they said something crazy. Uh, they've done something wrong and they've lost followers because of it. They're human. But because we're because those that follow. Follow because of a personal need. If there's any kind of issue with that, they will turn on you in a quick second. And those are the most dangerous relationships to be in. I wouldn't even call them acquaintances. They're a little further away than acquaintances. At least, you know, an acquaintance um, acquaintances you have familiarity with. You may not deal relationally with them all the time, but you do have and do share a few circles of common interests amongst one another. Therefore, you see them. But you don't necessarily engage with them. But I want to focus on multitudes because multitudes, we usually get lost in it because it feels really good to have a lot of numbers, but not a whole lot of substance. A lot of numbers, not a whole lot of substance. OK, um, so the multitude, we, we talked about the multitude. I'm going to go to the next level because I think that next level, many people have challenges with. Um, and it's the 12, it's the 12, um, Jesus had 12 disciples, just like I said before in the previous podcast, 12 disciples and, um, those 12 disciples went and lived life together with Jesus. Um, it, it is something that many people, uh, they all came from different lifestyles. Some were fishermen, some were tax collectors, some were physicians, some, some, um, 
financial uh, have financial uh, aptitude. So Jesus got a whole ragtag. I won't say I won't call him ragtags, but I will call him. He got a plethora of different skill sets in his friendships. And the thing is, Jesus lived life with them. Okay. Now, what's the difference between living life together and and uh, being super super close? Um, I think it's really important for us to know that we can share friendships. There may we may not have as deep conversations with other individuals in this close knit group of individuals we live life with together, but there are moments in time where you do grow together. Uh, you identify, you have the same value set, you have the similar outlook on life. You all want the same thing. You all are also against the same thing. So there's a lot of commonalities, but maybe they're not might there might not be a lot of shared interests at the same time. So uh, I'm a techie person. I think I talked about this before. I love my gadgets. Um, but there are some people that may not like gadgets. But we want the same thing in our life. We want a healthy family. We want to honor God with our gifts and talents. Uh, we also want to be the best that we can be in our lives. At the time we shared football or whatever the case is, you might have the similar situation too, but that doesn't mean you guys aren't friends, that you guys can't live life together. That doesn't mean that. It just means you all have different interests that you hang out in different spots, but that does not negate the fact that you all are very interested in the individuals that you all are becoming, not necessarily what you're interested in. I think many people cut off different, uh, cut off our friendships, cut off different, uh, cut off friendships because they don't, because they don't think they're, they're ride or die or we share everything together. That's Okay. It's okay to have friendships where you don't share the same interests. It's you have to come to a point of maturity to recognize, you know what? Not everyone's going to like what I like. Some people like oranges, some people like apples, some people like Apple devices, some people like Android. That doesn't mean we can't all get along. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think it's, I think what we do in those respects is we because people aren't like us or word for word or precept upon precept or methodology, ideology uh, with one another. We don't do a good job dealing with that level of dissension. Therefore, we have to cut somebody off because they're not 100 percent aligned with us. And honestly. I don't want everyone 100% aligned with me. <laughs> I, I need someone to also ask me some questions to question and ask me, like, do you know what you're talking about? Or or uh, do you understand what the implications are of a decision like that? Or You need to have friends like that that will give you some unbiased conversation um, that, again, that are interested not in just the outcomes but also interested in you as an individual and as a person and those values by which you make those decisions. Those individuals are your 12. Um, it is said you only have a good 
five to six friends, really close friends that you can live life together with. Um, and it's really hard to find maybe two or three. Um, but God bless if you're able to find five or six, um, let alone 12, <laughs> let alone 12. Um, but, you know, once, you know, I, I hate to use the Drake phrase, but once you get those group of people, you don't you, there's no new friends. That's a hard wall to break through. Uh, that's a real hard wall to break through. I don't think anybody put in applications uh, at that point in time to be another apostle um, as, as they were living life with Jesus. No one said many people said they did, but they didn't want to pay the cost that their friends did. And you know what? Sometimes relationships do come with the cost. The loss of vulnerability, the loss of anonymity, the ability to be seen, the the opening yourself up to questions to be challenged to be encouraged to be exhorted to be rebuked to be corrected all of those expressions are expressions of love in different forms and fashions but we love how love makes us feel good we don't talk about the love that corrects us when we're wrong that disciplines us when we're on our ups and downs okay um so then i'm gonna get to the last the last circle of, of relationship and this this one is a hard one for many people because um the the i mentioned this in the last one last podcast but this one's a really hard one because it is the most vulnerable time for many of us um this is is the chosen few uh, Jesus in the 12, he had three that he was really, really, really close with. Um, and, and Peter, James, and John, those are the, the, the three that he was really close to Peter, James, and John. And essentially those three had seen Jesus at his most glorious form on the Mount of Transfiguration where they saw Jesus in all of his glory, his heavenly glory that the other nine couldn't see, which means that there was a level of, of trust that he had in them. But also Peter, James, and John were also with him during his greatest moment of agony in the garden of Gethsemane. Where the Bible says that he sweat as drops of blood uh, in, in the garden for the persecution and crucifixion that he was about to experience on behalf of the sinful world that we were in. And, and then uh, uh, Peter, James, and John stood with them and they weren't perfect in their in their 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 attempt to be with Jesus during those troublesome times, but um, when Jesus chooses someone, it's important relationally because there's something that He's trying to get to us uh, by who He connected Himself to, and just like Jesus being the individual that I believe is the example of how to live but also how to live in relationship with individuals. Uh, we all have to have 
a few, a few good ones that um, that even in our our circle, our 12, whatever that number is for you, that there are some that see you in your most vulnerable space. And you know what? Honestly, so a lot of those don't happen intentionally. Uh, they either happen by accident or they just happen to be with you. And you, you find out uh, you build enough relational equity over time that compounds itself, that lets someone know, you know, what? I can trust you with this bit of information. Um, I'm risking some information. I'm risking your opinion of me. I'm risking the ability for you to to see me in a in a sanitary light, <laughs> because at the at the end of the day, we all have some dirt that we are not proud of, but also could be ashamed of even sharing with individuals. So I, I think having those a small group of people, you can only share those pivotal ups and those distraught, ugly, down in the dumps, down points in your life. Like you can only share those with a few people because only a few people can handle them. Think about all the things that you have gone through in your life. And do you think that more than three people could handle it? I can wait here for a minute as you process that. Probably I'm going to just help you out. Probably not. To really get down to the real nitty gritty you, the ugly crying you. The very happy, ecstatic joy to the world, happy joy that you don't want to even have to share that a person that can go and celebrate with you. That kind of friend. Do we have that kind of friend that will celebrate the highs with us with as much joy as us? But also be down in the low lows with us. Because at that point, you don't need a friend. When you get three close friends within that small group, you don't need anybody to like uplift you. I just need somebody to be with me when it's messy. You know, that I'm not alone in my in my dysfunction, that I'm not alone in my happiness, that I'm just just somebody just be here with me for a minute. That's all I want. Just be here. And sometimes being here speaks more volumes than any word of exhortation, any word of comfort can give me. Just letting someone know you're there. I think that qualifies for someone being in in the chosen few. And uh, again, I, I think those are some pivotal details upon relationship. And again, use some of this to evaluate your current relational statuses with others do you have a deficit of chosen few do you have too many fans do you have too many acquaintances masquerading as the 12 you gotta do the work for you because i think and I believe truly, I know that people say you're, you're as 
as as strong as the the five people you spend the most time with i completely agree with that with the amount of information ideals all those kinds of things exposure all those things i'm not talking about that i'm talking about do you have someone you can be 100 percent honest with forget all the information i can get to them get from them am i able to be honest transparent and vulnerable with them that they can speak truth to my life and i don't get offended the the word of offended off ended if you break it out off ended meaning someone threw you off your track because we were offended a lot of relationships get damaged because of offense. I can go there all day, but I, I want to really just, again, nail home how meaningful relationships are because those meaningful relationships are something that will help sustain us for the other ones that we build in. You have a strong core, a strong chosen few that gives you everything you need to deal with with the 12, with the acquaintances, with the multitude, the fans, the followers, because you got a you got a home base that's consistent and not flaky like fans. All right. So this was going to conclude the meaning of relationships. Part three. I uh, again, I really especially in this season that we're in uh, in the holiday season taking time to evaluate family, friends, relationships, what, who gives you energy, who you can go to, who, you, who can come to you. I think it's really, really good exercise to do for yourself because God is a God of relationship. And through Jesus, he sets the perfect example of how we need to manage the relationships in our lives. And doing that is a great exercise for us. And again, this is not saying to cut people off. I'm just saying you need to put people in the proper category so that you do not put more weight on someone than they're capable of handling or not utilizing someone in relationship who is available and you don't give the heavy weights to them to help you carry. Um, again, I hope this is very helpful to someone. The next podcast that we're going to talk about is a vulnerable one, a vulnerable one uh, that I want you to stay tuned to. It is one that I think has, will challenge many of us. Um, and again, it, it, it kind of piggyback, piggybacks off of this, but uh, I think you will really, really be challenged by the next podcast. So like I said, keep it locked, keep it tuned, subscribe, share. And you guys know what to do. Catch you guys later in the next one. Thank you for tuning into the Life Refresh Podcast. There are three things I'll need you to do before you go. One, subscribe to this podcast. Whether it be through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure that you subscribe to get the latest episode in your feed. Two, Thank the podcast. If you like what you heard today, make sure you give it a great rating on those platforms. It'll help get us the exposure we need to make our message much broader and reach a different audience. And three, 
key. If you found value in it, someone you're connected to will find value in it. With that said, take care and tune in to the next episode.